Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Vital Science Nursing Podcast series here on the SCU Buzz. My name is Liam Kanako, and I'm a Bachelor of Nursing student, and I'll be your host for this episode. Vital Science is a student-led podcast for nursing students where we interview experienced nurses from all kinds of specialties to help you navigate your nursing career. Before we jump into speaking with our guest, I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we digitally meet today, the Yugambeh people of the Bundjalung, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Dima Nazarawi. Dima is a registered nurse who has worked internationally, is currently completing her PhD in cardiac surgery and inpatient rehabilitation, as well as being an SEU lecturer within the Faculty of Health. She is a fabulous mentor to the nursing students at SEU, and we are thrilled to be interviewing her today. Good morning, Dima. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Oh, hi, Liam, and thank you very much for the lovely introduction. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you, Dima. Before we go into our questions, I was just wondering if you could tell the audience why you chose nursing as a career. Oh, thank you. That's a great question. I've always been interested in uh, the human body, anatomy and physiology. And uh, also uh, I had passion always, and I still got it to help others. And I wanted to help people. And in my views, uh, nursing is such a uh, caring profession where uh, you devote yourself and you care for others. So it, it was like a natural pathway. Um, and I was really happy that I was lucky to have a great university close by. So I felt like everything was lined up perfectly for me uh, to study nursing. So, yeah, and I, I still remember that first day when I went and visited campus and I made that decision. There was lots of health specialties, but definitely ARC nursing was my call for sure. Mm. I'm sure everyone here on the podcast can relate to the first day of going into university. Very, very scary. And But also, if you feel like you've chosen the right course, it can be quite impactful on your life. And I was just wondering, where I've heard that you are an international student, actually. You did your nursing career in, well, not in Australia, correct? So um, I studied my bachelor overseas in Lebanon, and uh, it was really exciting times. I completed it in a slightly different model to compare what we do here in Australia, because we actually complete theory and practice on the same day. So half of our day we go and complete theory, and then the second half uh, we do our practice as well. And we had a system where our prac time was paid work as well. And the last year, uh, we get to specialise in a specific area, our choice. So very similar to grad year as well. Yeah, but you get paid by the end with doing all of your labour compared to in Australia. Yes, you do. You do get paid. <laughs> what specialty did you end up doing for nursing? Oh, well, I started showing interest. I really enjoyed doing my ICU rotation. So I started my paid work uh, at ICU, in ICU. And then after that, uh, I was offered a job. Uh, in, we call it the cardiac care unit. And it was a special ward where we looked after patients after heart surgery, coronary artery bypass grafting, valve surgeries, etc. So any thoracic surgery basically we looked after them on that ward and yeah so that was my main specialty in this area yeah 
and and I did a lot of also over time. So that included me picking up like shifts, um, uh, you know, in ED when it's required. And sometimes you pick up shifts also uh, in wards where you feel it's very close to your specialty, like surgical ward or, um, you know, uh, cardi uh, interventional cardiology, for example. So how did you end up going from being a nurse doing ICU in Lebanon to being a doing your PhD in Australia? That seems like quite a big jump. Well, I've always wanted to pursue postgraduate studies. So um, even though I was working um, and I, I could see, like, I really enjoyed quick care, I decided to do my Master of Advanced Practice and I chose the acute care uh, stream uh, with my, within my master's. So it's a master's by coursework. And I still remember completing this beautiful degree. It was a one year full time degree, but you really immerse yourself in um, uh, learning about uh, acute deterioration and being able to detect if your patient's deteriorating. A part of the subject that I chose, I do remember there was three elective subjects. One of them was quantitative research, second was qualitative research, and the third was evidence-based practice. And when I completed these sub subjects, I done really well, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, doing research, finding articles, summarizing it, etc. And then I started becoming more interested in doing my honors, and then after that, pursuing a PhD, and then I was offered work in academia, which is teaching during a lecturing. And this is how it all leads each other. It's very important for us in higher education to, uh, if you want to continue teaching, uh, is to have your own to have your PhD, which is um, degree. It shows that you know that you have gone to the highest level of education and research training, and that's how I ended up choosing to do my PhD. And also, the beauty of choosing to do your PhD is that you specialize in a specific area. So my PhD is very close uh, to where I started my specialty as an RN, which is cardiac and surgical. You know what I mean? In recovery, yeah. How would you say being a foreign student has impacted your studies, especially being in Australia? Though, despite being multicultural, there is quite a lot of disparities being a minority. I can tell you that definitely it's been a journey. It took a lot of hard work. Um, I English is my third language. So, and when I did my Bachelor of Nursing, I actually did it in my second language, which is French. So, when I came to Australia, it was... It was really good to be able to transition from French to English because if, if you speak English, uh, sorry, French, and you can write and speak and write well, you can speak English quite well. But also, you still need to train your mind also to, to shift all the medical terminology from French to English. Um, and another thing I had to do was passing my IELTS uh, because... Uh, it was really important as an international RN to get my illustration here in Australia. And what a, part of the requirement is passing IELTS, which is academic IELTS, and it requires seven scores on all bands, uh, which is reading, writing, speaking, and listening. That's essentially trying to say that you're prolific and you understand and able to teach other people? Absolutely. So you're definitely on an expert level in your English pass that test and also I needed to do a bridging program as well which is included 
a theory, which is where you get to immerse yourself in the policies and the guidelines here in Australia. And then after that, also a two month of supervised practice as well. So, and then you can get the green light. Okay, you're good to go. You can practice. You've got your registration here. You can go ahead and you can start practicing in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting how English is not even your second language. It's your third and having all of these challenges. Would you say that there's other challenging aspects of being a minority, maybe for people that may not have the same privileges of you growing up in Lebanon, being able to access all of this high tech, high end sort of nursing programs and education? Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I started all the way from learning, you know, referencing to, um, you know, academic writing again and, uh, uh, and you know, moving here and uh, immersing yourself in a new culture and building your support network all from, start, uh, all from scratch. So it does take a lot of energy for sure. So that's why it's really important that you establish a great support network to help you once you are here for sure. Definitely. Would you say developing this support network is one of the most important aspects of trying to get your foot feet on the ground in Australia? Absolutely, absolutely. And that could include having friends, having family around you. And also, I think some of the things that I really encourage everyone who on a similar pathway is connecting with your tutors, connecting with your lecturers, and asking for help from your university. I'm sure there's heaps of services. For example, at SCU, we've got lots of services available to help international students. We've got the counselling services, we've got a financial help, a scholarships, etc. Like, and, you know, I think it's very important. Ask a question and reach out. So I think if you, if you stay within your own bubble, it's going to be really hard to access these services. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any other tips for people that have come to Australia that can help them with their future career as a nurse? Yes, of course, of course. Keep your eyes wide open. Look for opportunities. And that includes, for example, you know, if you get an opportunity to be a part of uh, study groups within the faculty itself, within the school itself. And if you go out on placement, always uh, try to max get the maximum out of this opportunity, um, being involved on placement and asking questions. You know, this all could lead to a grad year and that could lead to great references on your resume, which is what exactly you're going to need when you go out there and look for a job. I think my biggest tip is treat every moment as an opportunity for your future as much as you can, of course. Yeah. And, and, and of course, you're going to have your moments where, you know, you, you're homesick or you're, um, you, you're going to require help and nothing's wrong with that. And this is the time to ask and ask. Do you have anything else that you want to say for people that are getting into Australia as a foreign student, besides obviously getting over these initial cultural and language barriers, maybe something to do with the profession? Yes. So I think it's very important to remind yourself, whatever each facility, to work within the policies and the guideline within the facility itself. So on your first day of placement or when you're trying to adapt to a certain placement is ask a question and ask to see a policy or a guideline and, and 
once you re read it very well, regardless what it is about, it could be about medication administration. So once you read it, you, then you'll become more confident. If it's within your scope, you can go ahead and, and complete that skill. And be assertive. I think that's my biggest advice is that um, uh, if you're not sure about something uh, or it's outside your scope to be able to speak up, see nursing here, uh, it's very important. We encourage you to have your own voice and to speak up and defend yourself and act within your own scope of practice. So um, check policies, check guidelines, ensure you are within your scope and ensure you are working within policy. Uh, as a student, depending on your year level, if you're first year, second year or third year, or if you are in your grad year, always obey by the policy and your scope so it can protect you and document, document, document what you're doing. Yeah, I think that would apply to anyone becoming a nurse, that always having to stick by your guns and being assertive, like what you were saying, that some people may intentionally or not take advantage of you, especially being how you're a student nurse, you may not want to speak up more or you think that maybe you're doing it in the wrong way. Yeah, and definitely you can tailor your practice around patient safety. So um, if you're doing your checks based on what you've learned at uni, based on the skill you're about to do, and you feel that this might compromise patient safety, have you followed policies and guidelines? Have you uh, done the right thing? Have you escalated it accordingly? Well, thank you so much, Nemo. Before we finish up, we'd like to ask our guests the fast five questions where you have to provide one sentence max answer. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. Number one, favorite place you have traveled to? It has to be Egypt, visiting the pyramids in Egypt, in Cairo. Number two, favorite book or movie? Well, I have a very good movie I really like. It's called The Pursuit of Happiness. And um, it's one of my favorite because it's got a beautiful story. So if you've got time, you have to watch it, Liam. Yeah, I think I have watched it. I forget the actors' names, but I'm pretty sure it's the guy and the girl. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Number three, favorite hobby for your day off? Ah, uh, favorite hobby for my day off. It has to be either, I think, either cooking or swimming, both of them. Yeah, it's amazing. Probably not swimming in this weather. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been weird. Like, considering it's summer and Christmas is around the corner, I have to admit it's been a weird weather. Number four, current favorite song. Ah, oh, I know which one. Uh, there's a very nice song. It's called It's Been a Long Day Without You, My Friend. So um, this is one of my favourites, yes. By Bruno Mars, isn't it? Uh, uh, no, it's actually by Wiz, Wiz Khalifa. It's a nice story. You have to watch the movie. It's a nice story. It's got a nice story to it, yeah. And number five, Guilty Pleasure. Uh, definitely binging on Netflix, especially on Friday nights. After you've had a very long week at work and you need a bit of um, time off for sure and you need to unwind. With all your work, you probably need a couple of days off. Oh, yeah, trust me. Sometimes Friday just to start the time off and then Saturday recovering and then by Saturday, Sunday you start feeling like you're on a day off and then it's you're back to, to Monday. <laughs> Well, there you have it, everyone. There was Dima Nazarawi talking with us here today about her fabulous nursing career thus far. Dima, thank you so much for your time. We truly do appreciate it. If the listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. So if you just type my name, Dima Nazrawi, and you put SCU Southern Cross University, 
it should pop up as uh, my staffing details. And then you can see that I help in the BN program, Bachelor of Nursing program. I also help in the EN to RN program. And if you're interested in reading some of our research work, you could also find uh, my research profile and you can see some of the great projects that we are running right now. I just want to finish off by saying that I wish everyone all the best and nursing is such a beautiful career and I hope they all enjoy it. Amazing. Be sure to check out Dima Nazarawi and especially with her research. And thank you to all our listeners who have joined us for Vital Science podcast series. During the podcast, we have had the pleasure of interviewing Carly Jenner, Sharon Bailey, Emma Ferguson, Helen Kaneko, Nicole Graham, Jackson Halberg, and Dima Nazarawi, all registered nurses who have shared their story and would like to thank for their time and generosity to join us. We hope you enjoyed hearing the phenomenal experiences of our guests from across Australia, and we would like to say a big thank you to everyone involved who helped make this series happen. See you next time. Thank you.